Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast, episode number 25 now, brought up a quarter century of this shit show of a pod, so fair play to us, fair play to Toby for putting up with me for this long. Oh, of course, mate, of course, it's been great. And I mean, well, it's continue. great to have you here, to be honest, it was a bit of a dusty night last night I hear, so the KFC has yes, clearly worked a treat and you're back up and running for this. It was a dusty night. It was a big night. Um, it was a really good night. Enjoyed it. Watched both of the, the New Zealand game and also the Australian game as well, back to back. Uh, but I thought it was a, a fun night. Um, the Irish company I had probably would disagree with me. Uh, but it was a good night. I certainly have had KFC this morning and sorted me out. So let's go. Let's do it. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned before this, I mean, even if the rugby wasn't going Ireland's way, they had the Guinness there so that it drowns their sorrows one way or another <laughs> that's all you need mate but i mean we'll get on to it it wasn't all doom and gloom for them to be fair we'll touch on that shortly but yeah definitely and you know, that definitely could have gone another way had a few bounces of the ball gone their way yeah but there's a lot of international rugby other than that game to talk about isn't there um, oh, it was a massive day a lot a outside of just the big nations as well a lot of minnows playing uh, some high quality code in the african yeah, nations world cup playoffs as well Pacific Nations oh. Cup as well. A lot of test series going on. Just, yeah. I thought it was great. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest weekends of rugby I've, international rugby I've watched for a long time, actually. Especially with Stan, like all the games are on there. You can pretty much find most games. I mean, some of these obviously really niche ones like Kenya and Uganda, you might not be able to find that. Oh, but, you're telling me they're not streaming Namibia 74 Burkina Faso 5? <laughs> Stan Sport, get on to it, mate. I wish, mate. I wish. That'd be pretty oh, good if they actually, were. I really want to watch those sort of games, eh? Yeah. I don't think they're televised at all, those sort of oh, games, are they? I, I mean, like I mentioned before, I read somewhere Burkina Faso have one dedicated... Actually, they didn't have any dedicated rugby fields in the country, so I can't imagine they're getting much television oh, coverage there. Well, I think that game was actually played in France, wasn't it? Oh, it would make sense to me. But yeah, yeah, I do want to watch it though because from what I read, uh, Burkina Faso held in there for thirty minutes, which it's not fair bad. play to them if they did. Yeah. It's a small, very, very small country, and Namibia obviously has a lot more experience in international rugby. So, yeah, that's a, a pretty, pretty good result. And then it was Romania, Italy as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, good to see Italy playing a couple of these minnow nations. Like, did you say they played Portugal last week as well? Yeah, I did I mean, see that. Well, Portugal just, just one, about though. got up. They were winning really? for most of the game. I'll have to go wow. back and I'll see if I can find the exact score. Portugal was not yeah, bad. 30, you know, 31 to Italy, and Italy won in like the 80th minute with the penalty try. Jesus. Yeah, I caught some yeah. of it. Yeah, no, I was, I was gutted for Portugal. Yeah. Well, they've been to Romania. Cup, like, yeah. I mean, Portugal was one of those teams that hopefully will improve as well. I mean, they've been in the World Cup, what, once, is it? Yeah, 2007. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of, we're in a bit of a strange position now of like, I mean, I'd probably want the World Cup expanded, but yeah, look, it's just going to be these minnow nations getting smoked. But the sort of gap really, between yeah, 15th definitely. to 30th now is so close. Like, What I would like to see is the six nations have a relegation promotion system with a second tier. So in your second tier, you've got like your Georgias, your Portugals, your Russias, and your bloody um, Spains. Yeah. And then whoever wins that second division gets promoted up and then obviously... You know the relegation. Maybe it's Italy that goes down, or what? That, I reckon that'd be a good comp. Yeah, even if it's um, a promotion relegation between bottom of the Six Nations and top of that, like yeah, I mean, because yep. Georgia are evidently like the best of the rest. But you look at Romania, Portugal, Russia. Yeah, I mean a few other teams in there. They're all pretty handy. Yeah, and we're just giving that more experience at a higher level. Like even just playing more international games and having the ability to fight for promotion would be pretty exciting. I reckon. But I just don't think there's a lot of money in that concept, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. I can't imagine many people tuning in. Although Georgian rugby is very popular in Georgia, supposedly yeah. the national sport. I can't imagine, so, like, yeah, as you said, national sport. Not a huge country, but no, they definitely no. have some quality players there and give them some more games against big nations. Like, before yeah, I well, definitely, they can do. There's definitely been calls for them to be taking Italy's place in some of the Six Nations tournaments over the last I mean, few years. like. Yeah, I don't think I can be on board with it too much. I think Italy. No, I don't want to see them hang around the Six Nations. They offer something. They don't generally get the wins, but they offer a bit. But their youth is coming through, isn't it? Like, oh yes, uh, yes. They're looking bloody good. At Mate, Italy under twenty. Do a whole pod on yeah the under twenties. Capizzo, Garbisi, a couple of their front rowers. They're just yeah. 
I think we might see a, a Italian resurgence in the next five to ten years, maybe. Um, that'd be I'd good. Love to see it. Just, I mean, the more smaller nations come out, the better in my eyes. Like, ultimately, that's what makes football extremely popular. Is a lot of yeah. teams can win, so the rugby exactly. can get anywhere near that. And then, of course, there was a Pacific Cup, which kicked off the Pacific Nations Cup. Yeah, it's kind of um, the and, first big matches of the weekend, that one. Yeah, I mean, the first one was Australia A and Samoa. Um, I was excited to see Australia A line up for this because they have such class names in their Australian A or second, I guess, division side. And it, I was impressed by who they'd put on there. Starting 15, you know, we're talking Brian Lonigan captaining the side, Reese Hodge at the back and fullback, a couple of other big names, Mark yeah, Nwana. Nwanga Tewasi. Oh, and, um, game for that one, mate. Of all the names you've gone for, like Nwanga Tewasi. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's some quality names in that side. But I mean, the what, big I as well, I was going to say. McWright and Harris in yeah. particular. Like, oh, they are future Wallabies. Yeah. McWright, McWright arguably should be a Wallaby now. And he was by far the best player yesterday as well. Um, but, unfortunately, Samoa was very, very strong. And they got the W. Um I think it was a massive credit to Samoa. Like they had serious heart to win that game because there was a lot of times where Australia came back and scored a try, and you just thought to yourself, "Okay, they're going to come and absolutely run a muck now." But they, they never did. Samoa always came back and got another one, so they were always in front the whole game, pretty much. Um, I just think Reese Hodgson is in the seventy-eighth uh, minute. I can see from here too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's um, a last-minute interception uh, by. Like Nigel um, I. Wong, I believe. Nigel I. Wong. Yeah, Nigel I. Wong. What yeah. a name. Former Br- the former Brumby man. Um, He's been around the block with a few teams. He has. Minor Pacifica as well. I think he um, might have played for the Blues this year as well. Yeah, he did. He did, yeah. <laughs> um, so he got that last try. But um, I think Reese Hodge and his mates have been having too many bears in the sun in Fiji. And to be honest with you, they've uh, not taken it very seriously. Yeah, because they didn't tell. play very well. Having a bit yeah. of fun. Yeah. But it I was, mean, um, uh, yeah, it was a good yeah. watch, but it was pretty poor, really, from Australia. They could have done a lot better. But credit to Samoa, it was a yeah. great, great win for them. I love to see Samoa. Not that I caught the game, but I want to see them kind of reach the heights that they did back in the sort of early 2000s, yeah. well, throughout the whole 2000s, really, in late 90s. Like, how good were they back then? I thought um, Rodney Ioana, who's the second choice first five for the Brumbies, who was starting for Samoa, was bloody good as well. He played. Fantastic rugby yesterday. Yeah, they have a few quality names in there. You look at, I mean, Michael Toa, his quality yep. was great for the Crusaders for many of the year. A few other names in there. I mean, Henry Stowers off the pine, Jack Lamb. Yep. Jack a few Lamb's quality players. Oh, yeah. And I think Samoa will be the, I, I think the, the game against Fiji will be a great one to watch. Um, shaping up, well, we'll talk about it in a second, but shaping up the Fiji will be the team to beat, I reckon. Oh, yeah. So, I, mean, um, I think the Drua has helped them a lot in that capacity. A lot of their players played a whole year together and it showed yeah. in the weekend. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, but that, like, I guess that moves me on to the next game, which I was probably the most excited for because obviously oh. the Tongan versus Fijian game, but the Tongan team particularly, we were going to see oh. the debut of three massive names, Charles Piatel, Malachi Fikato, Israel Falau. Oh, I was um, buzzing to see them tune in. I, I didn't, must say, I, was, I wasn't expecting heats from them in their first game because it's going to take a while for them to gel, but I did not expect the scoreline by any stretch. I thought Fiji maybe by 12, 13, yeah. but they couldn't not get 36. <laughs> 36 points to nil. They couldn't even score a point, Tonga, unfortunately. Um, I think, yeah, they're, they're big names. Whilst they are big names, they just didn't gel, like you said, at the start. And they were shut down completely by Fiji. And unfortunately, the backs, they're all the star players I just mentioned are mostly backs. So if their full pack's not getting any go for, they're just going to get no ball. And that's what happened, essentially. Yeah. And like, I mean, they do have some decent names in the forward pack, but like, yeah, just not on the level of some of the boys in the Fijian pack, are they? No, not quite. And it really showed Fiji picked up a Fat win, and I thought it was great. I mean, if they can um, get a couple more uh, players to switch over to Tonga, maybe like via Feeder and Co, they might. Yeah, they'll be interesting yeah. for the World Cup if they, well, assuming they make it. Well, I think, I think the rule is that you have to have not been in international rugby for, oh, was it two or three years? Three years, I think. Three years. So a lot of those guys won't be eligible yet, but not far off, I, I suspect. Like Malachi Fikatoa, that was a, a, a great one to see as a Highlanders fan. Um, Charles Piatel as well. Just 
I mean, he's been ripping it up in Europe. So, well, Piatel was supposedly the, one of the highest paid players in the world. So I'm sure he was enjoying that, playing for his country. I suppose um, we should touch on Falau as well. I think there was probably one of the biggest cheers, like maybe not physically, but in everyone's head of the night when he had to limp <laughs> off 14 minutes and touching the ball about once. Yeah, Falau uh, was obviously a, quite a lot of media around him rejoining Union, well, Tongan rugby. Um, and I think a lot of people were hoping that there might be some sort of grudge match against Australian opposition, not necessarily Australia A, but the Wallabies if possible. But it sounds like, from if, I, if I'm correct in saying this, the only way that Tonga will play the Wallabies and allow Israel to get a bit of a grudge try maybe against the Wallabies um, would be if they were to make the semi-finals of the World Cup. So yeah, it seems unlikely. Bit of asking. Seems, un- seems unlikely. Uh, I just think the way it works in terms of like pools and the flow of the competition, they wouldn't be able to actually meet until the semis. So I don't think it's going to happen, but it wouldn't wouldn't that be funny? Oh, that'd, that'd be class. I mean, as much as Falau's had some controversy off the field and certainly not said some of the nicest things, he's an athlete. Yeah. You can't argue yeah. he's entertaining to watch. So I would love to see him get a bit of ball in hand and express himself. Yeah, so that was a great game. But I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to um, next week's games of Pacific Nations Cup. We've got Australia A, I think they're coming up against, what was it, Tonga or Fiji? But either way, there's going to be some another, another round of great games there. So it's, it's great to see. I mean, the Fijian, I mean, un- unfortunately, the Fijian coverage leaves a bit to be desired on TV. Yeah, well, interesting um, to point out, I think there was no TMO as well. No TMO? Um, I don't know why, because there wasn't Super Rugby, so... I think this it's just standard. So I think World Rugby sets the, the broadcasting standard for these Pacific Nations Cups. But when it's Super Rugby, it has to meet a much higher level of broadcasting standard. Well, just the competition itself dictates that they have to have a TMO. They have to have a certain number of cameras. And it obviously they obviously have the technology, but just didn't have it in play for that game. Um, but yeah, it was, there was a couple of calls that were made in some of the games where Yako Piper was the ref for... Oh. Uh, for Samoa versus um, Australia. And, yeah, he just made these calls and just said, yep, it's a try, even though everyone's like, is it? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not even going to check it? He just gave the try. Um, I mean, everyone I mean, says fair, they want to see that until they actually see it. And they're like, actually, maybe we don't want this. Surprisingly, he actually got, like, one of the calls, there was a chip through by one of the Aussie guys, um, and he just, someone just dots it down. I think it was, it was Fraser McWright just dots it down. But to be fair, it was very unclear as to who grounded the ball first. But no, nope, they just said, no, try. Australia scored it. Like, like you couldn't tell from the naked eye if it was. But, oh, well, they obviously knew. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't I, the uh, only time the weekend a ref would be the talking point of a match. A certain <laughs> other big international that ref had to say. But, I mean, before we move yeah. on for the Fiji match, I just I want to mention Vinaya Hibossi. Or Hibossi. Oh, uh, probably yes. my favourite player of the Super Rugby season, and it was just great to see him cross for a meat pie. Yep, <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, shades of Rapini Thalfau from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. What was the next game? Um, probably uh, Japan oh, versus yeah, Japan, France. France. Yeah, which I didn't really watch that one. Yeah, I didn't catch it. I caught the scoreline, and Japan were in it for a long time. I think it was level at half time. Yeah, thirteen all at half time, and then. Kind of late in the piece, France blew it out to forty-two twenty-three, which I mean, it's yeah. not overly surprising. Best, probably one of the best teams in the world at the moment, France. And yeah, they put out a pretty strong lineup too. Like they didn't have Intermac and Dupont, but they had a lot of their other big names in there. Yeah, right. Okay. And Japan yeah, missing one or two players too. To be fair, like wasn't very strength for either team. But, but Japan still is showing so much strength, and that's what I love about them. Like. 20 years ago, they just weren't anywhere near this level. I mean, yeah, so, they've gone into a half level with the best team in the world at the moment. Well, well one of the best at the very least. Highly impressive, yeah. Um, and, of course, your boys, the Argentinians versus the Scottish over in Argentina. Yeah, Thoughts? I mean, there was this morning's game. I saw Squid Rugby put out a tweet which sums it up pretty brilliant. I've just watched 80 minutes of Scotland versus Argentina and I have no idea how good either team is. <laughs> pretty much sums it up. Either neither team really hit their stride for big matches. Nah. Neither team was really dreadful. But I mean, I yeah. mean you you love to see an, an Argentinian win on home soil because they exactly. don't actually they don't play that many games at home. Oh no, first um, time at home in years. Yeah, 
And so it's lovely to see that old Nicholas Sanchez, of course, yeah, doing what he Sanchez does always. Yeah, Sanchez the Creevy back on. He got a yeah. great reception. Yeah. I mean, I love seeing him get a winning, or even just playing Scotland, because there's a bit of a rivalry there. There is. There is a bit yeah, of a rivalry. A few World Cup matches have gone down to the wire. With Very still. evenly matched, isn't it? The, yeah. That, that matchup. I still remember um, uh, Gonzalez Amorosino begging the try against Scotland in 2011. Yeah. What a day that was. Of course, uh, Michael Checker involved as well. Yeah, in the, yeah. head coach nowadays. Yeah, yep. Bertrand wasn't a bad player. I think he got man of the match, grabbed probably a decisive try, which I thought was interesting considering he wasn't even named in the squad initially. Yep. But, yep, somehow he found himself starting. And I thought it was a great game, actually. I didn't watch the full game. I just watched the highlights, but it looked like it was a, a stinger. So, yeah, that was that was good to see. Um, Three-tier but- series, too, which will be good yeah that's, that one i didn't realize tight. that don't know oh, they're, they're all what, in argentina are they yeah so i don't know which yeah. way that's gonna go sure that's gonna be a good one isn't it um and then of course the main events the three main events southern hemisphere games well, um, canada for, and belgium that they just they destroyed belgium didn't they canada 45 nil yeah, I think that's about as much as we need to touch on that one. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about the Canadian team in our last episode, one of our last episodes, and, yeah, they're not quite at the same level, but I think it's fair to say it wouldn't be too hard to, to beat Belgium. Yeah, which of the main events should we touch on first? Um, you're cool, mate. You choose. Oh, I feel like we'll go to Aussie, England. There are some talking points yes. of that one. Yes, Right do down that, to eh? the wire, 30-28 victory for the Wallabies, but... Yeah, tell you what, as easy it was, as it. I mean, it, 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 the scoreline does flatter England. They scored two very, very late tries. Yeah, which, um, I think the Wallabies knew they couldn't lose the game at that point, so perhaps they switched off a wee bit. But um, I mean, they certainly did for uh, Arendale's try. But yes, how good yes. was it to see? I think he's what like nineteen twenty. It was incredible. That, that try was just out of nowhere, and it was so fast as well. It was. It was Almost reminded me of a Johnny May back in his day, oh, yeah. um, in his prime, you know. Um, I mean, it's cool to see these youngsters just burst onto the scene, just yeah. no years in the world. So hopefully he can keep that up and be a star for England for years. We'll see. It's hard to big, One of the biggest things early in that game was the loss of Quade Cooper in the training warm-up. Um, he just pulled his hamstring or whatever it was in the warm-up and they had to scratch him late minute, uh, last minute from the game and... Noah Lelisio got the start. I'm not sure who came onto the bench. Was it James, uh, yeah, well, James O'Connor? O'Connor quickly yeah. took the suit off and yeah, I saw point. that. Yeah, so I didn't catch the end of the game, so I don't know if he actually got on or not. But no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he did. Lelisio played exceptionally well. Like he had, a, he would have had a lot of pressure on his on his shoulders because let's be honest, last couple of years of international rugby, he's crippled under the pressure um, in he's some been games. Very hit or miss. <laughs> He hit every kick off the tee, which was vitally important in the end because, of course, it was quite close. Um, and I think he just played really, really well. I mean, the Australian team were, yeah, they were probably dominant um, in terms of their attacking movements. I mean, they had the likes of Callaway, Karevi, and Cora Beauty who were just all tearing it up, and they were fantastic. Um all night long, and th- Nick White was a gain. Yeah, Nick my White's problem. class. Probably my amount of the match, in my opinion. Um, I mean, when do we start talking about Nick White being, you know, one of the best halfbacks in the world? You reckon? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's not going to break the game open like a Dupont, but in terms nah. of just an operator, like Nick White's right up there, isn't he? He really is. He really is. It was, um, it was a good watch. I mean, a great stadium as well. Like that looked like a great venue. Optus yeah, stadium, over in brand Paris, new stadium. Yeah. I'd Brand love to stadium. go for a game there one day. It looks unreal. Yeah, I saw it getting built actually, and then never got a chance to go to it, the new stadium. But the next game next weekend is in Brisbane, so I will be going to that. Should um, be a cracker as well. Yep, that'd be a great one. But what did you think of England? How did you how did you rate their performance? <sighs> like, yeah, I don't know. They were absolute shit houses, and I mean, there's probably a lot to talk about in terms of that. So we'll save that for a sec. <laughs> in terms of their general play, they. That didn't seem. From what I saw, they didn't offer heaps, especially considering nah. they played half the game against fourteen men. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the thing. They should really have taken advantage of that better than they did. I think um, that they'll get better, but yeah, they didn't offer a great deal of attacking threat for the most part. What are your thoughts on the pairing of Marcus Smith and Owen Farrell? 
Oh, I mean, Marcus Smith's got to be the guy at 10, doesn't he? Like, you've got to yeah. stick with him. He's potential oh. through the roof. Owen so. Farrell's always been a 12. Well, he's been 12 in most recent years, isn't he? He's not yeah, really he's been a lot of 12. 10. I think it's a great decision to take the captaincy away from him because yep. he's definitely not the most level-headed player. So <laughs> make him focus on his game because he's a very good player. Yeah, but, his goal yeah. kicking is just exquisite. But um, yeah, I think he's. I mean, it's a, he's a shit one, obviously for the for the side. But Marcus Smith really is the future, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, Smith's the flair. Farrell's not got that flair that Smith does, does he? But yeah, no. I feel but like I he's probably not the same player he was a couple of years ago, but he's still definitely handy option. Got to keep him in there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a resurgence next weekend and England get up. Um, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a 2-1 Wallabies. I don't know which game England will win, but they're going to win one. Yeah, I reckon you're right. But it was a great game, actually, and I think a lot of Australians were actually somewhat surprised that they managed to pull it off, um, considering, I don't know, I guess they got big names. they got good players. They're, they're experimental. You know, There's not that much experience in that side that they named, yeah. um, other than some of the key names that we've obviously talked about in the past, Hooper, etc. Yeah, there's um, uh, a lot of youth coming through, and I mean, also yeah. a 33-year-old on debut for whatever reason, and Neville. Neville. But yeah. he's a good player, definitely deserves a cap or two. But, yeah. there's, there's quite a few Wallabies that have just had a couple caps here and there for the Wallabies. And I mean, Josh Man Ray is the main one that comes to mind. <laughs> he got his debut at whatever age and played about one game. five or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most random cap. I mean, he was, was it? he was all right. Who came back last year for a cat? Was it Ben Robinson or it was someone? I think it was. I think it well, was. Yeah, it was someone who'd not played for a number of years and they just randomly came onto the pine for a game. Was like, <laughs> yeah. play. Players like Andrew Callaway, like they just—he doesn't play that much exciting rugby for the Rebels. But to be fair, the Rebels are kind of kind of. Yeah, it's hard to really. really, isn't it? But he's so good at international level. He was such a fine, wasn't he, last year for the Wallabies? He's just Andrew such Kelly. a smart player. Like He does not have not the out-and-out pace and flair no. of many outside backs, but I think that'll keep him around for a lot longer because he's just got a bit yeah. more IQ than a lot of these guys. And Corey Abidia, he's always been bloody class on the wings. And I, I mean, he he's was... just X-Factor personified, isn't he? Yeah. Even likes of Geordie Pattaya coming through, and he was showing some... Serious go yeah. for it when he came off the bench. Yeah, he's an so, interesting one for Ty. He, oh, if he can click, he's going to be really good. He's it's an excellent still, for every. He's yet to quite fully click, on my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But no, it was a good game. Um, but like you said, I think England might potentially win that next one. I'm not sure which one they'll win, but one of the next two. Should probably touch uh, on the big moments before we leave this game. They were, uh, I mean, you talked about Cooper going off early. Tom Banks. Did you see his oh injury? yes, yeah, that was nasty. That was nasty. What was with all the replays though? Like oh, two million dollar man, the two million dollar man. He's off to Japan, two million dollar contract, and he's going to be out for many months now. He's got a broken arm. Yeah, so, it was it was nasty, and for whatever reason, they wanted you to see that it was nasty. <laughs> they showed it about eight times. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll, get, <laughs> I'll look once. I'm intrigued enough to look once, but you know, you don't need to show it that many times. Who came on? And, I can't remember who came on. Um, it was Pattaya came on and then oh, yeah, that's right. went to fullback. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I think uh, that was very unfortunate because Banks was on form with the Bunburys, um, looking like one of their best players. Although he hasn't really turned on the Wallaby jersey in the past that much, but still a massive blow to the Wallabies. And I think, yeah, it was pretty nasty, wasn't it? Yeah. But I mean, and what about the, the red card? Yeah, let's touch on that. Johnny Hill and Darcy Swain. Yeah. I mean... It's a headbutt, suppose technically it's a red card as much as I'm like, it's a yellow because it was, it was nothing. Oh, I think it was suppose, two yellows. Uh, yeah, I would have went with two yellows had I been the ref. But, yeah. Well, at I least mean, two yeah. of the same color card at the very least because Johnny Hill in the incident before pushed uh, Darcy Swain in the face. If that was league, mate, no one would have got carded, I reckon. Oh, yeah, no, that's just a bit of tussle. You saw when the ref was right there when Hill pushed Swain. And then he just kind yeah. of tapped him on the shoulder, said none of that, and then left it at that. Yeah, so that was pretty uh, <laughs> unfortunate. But to be fair to the Wallabies, they managed to hold off the English um, for a long period of time without that without that man. Because, um, what, they would have had 20 minutes a man down, I guess. Cause it's, oh, it wasn't even was 20-minute recards. It was a full game. 
That was full game. Yeah, man. which yeah, yeah. that would be a change up for Australia because you see these twenty minute cards in Super Rugby. I just realised that. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was a, a massive loss, but to be fair, they played bloody well. I thought considering yeah, it did that. not affect them. If anything, it put them up a gear. Yeah, I was reading online that people were saying that English the English side has a, like a history of just choking when they've got a, a man advantage. They just haven't been able to capitalise when the, the opposition is a man down. And it seems like that was the case here as well. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess there is a hold. It depends on who, what player it is and what, what play gets red carded. But mm. they surely teams like train for they must. playing against fourteen men nowadays. Like you'd, you'd think so. You'd think so. So I can understand why it would throw your game off a bit if you like hadn't. But the amount of time yeah. they'd spend and the amount of coachings coaches they got, you think they would know how to capitalise on it a little bit better. Um, what, what do you think the main key try in that game was? I reckon that Falau fine gutter try was yeah, without a shadow important. of a doubt. That was a turning point in the game. After it wasn't that, Australian. straight from the mall either. Like he kind of nah. had a bit of work to do. He, there, he weaved in and out a wee bit. Um, Don't know if there's anyone down. better you'd want at the back of a mall than uh, Falanga. Nah. Like, nah, no, exactly, man. That was that was a great try. And I think that's what spurred the remaining tries and points from the Wallabies and got them over the line, but. Yeah, it was a it was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was kind of what sealed it. And then Samu just doing oh, what Samu, Samu does. He's yeah, that was, oh, that was a great try. God, he's, yeah. he's explosive. He's not the same player he was at the Crusaders, that's for sure. He's definitely gone up a level. Oh, 100%. 100%, yeah. That was pretty much it for me, unless you had any other comments on that yeah, game. Yeah, not too much. I, I wanted to touch on a, a Toji's uh, shithouse antics of the oh. line-out. I was kind of a fan of it, to be honest. <laughs> God, he really is a bit of a shithouse player. Oh isn't no, he? I love Otogia. Like he's, he's world no, class at, he's good. at he's being good. a player and pissing off the opposition. So yeah, but then everyone hates it when they lose because he just looks like a twat at that point. But one hundred percent. But yeah, that was that was enjoyable. It really was. I think he's great though. Like I'm sure all the English fans will will agree with us, and he's probably one of their best players. Yeah, it's probably one of. The best locks in the world, you'd have to say. Just, yeah. I'd probably put him in my starting 15 if we're doing a world 15, but without thinking too much anyway. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Very good. Which, uh, which game do you want to talk about? Oh, you can pick this one. I picked the last one. Well, let's leave, let's leave the uh, the Kiwi one to last. Day. Let's go for the South African Springboks versus the Wales. Welsh side, great game. I, I mean, it was so close. And to be fair... You almost have to say that the Welsh deserved to win because they were men down. When I say men down, they were down to 12 men at some point, mm. at one point. And the Springboks couldn't really capitalise. They had to rely on a um, Willemsa long-range penalty goal to win the game at the end of the, end of the game. Like um, 32 points to 29, South Africa, loftus Versfield. Great game. Like probably the game, I reckon it was probably the game of the weekend. Yeah, you'd probably like to think so. I mean, a lot of, Probably more not neutral fans, but fans who look at it on paper probably think Wales not a chance to probably get beaten pretty comfortably. But oh. honestly, I feel like if there's any Northern Hemisphere team to go to South Africa and push the box, it's probably Wales. It's, for whatever reason, they just seem to be able to. They're so gutsy. Match like, the box. Was... Yeah, they're gutsy. That's the way to put it. They just keep in touch with the box for whatever reason. The whole every time was, they play them, it was one of the most gutsiest performances I've ever seen. Like, like I said, they just. At the end, towards the end of the game, the South Africans were just putting them under so much pressure. They just keep copying these yellow cards. There's three yellow cards at one point. Three yellow. How many of them were legit in your opinion? I don't know if you oh, saw. Them. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a bit, it was a bit questionable to be honest. I'm going to say Dan Biggers probably not. It was a class covering tackle, but yeah. I suppose like they had numbers. <laughs> I can see the opinions, but I didn't see Alan Wins Jones as one actually. To be fair, but uh, oh, that was Emmett's. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. That's probably a legit turnover in my opinion. But Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it was a bit unfortunate that it wasn't – I think they probably deserved a draw or at least a win or maybe a draw. But, um, yeah, obviously, Villance's massive big boot at the end of that game nails a, a penalty um, and sends the South Africans home happy. But um, I think – I mean, for the South Africans, they probably wouldn't have been as happy as they – would usually have been with their forward pack, I reckon. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really besting the Welsh forward pack, in my opinion, for the, for most of the game. Yeah, which is 
not usual for the box. No. I mean, a couple of the uh, uh, Wales tries come kind of, not mistakes, but yeah. kind of better lapses. I mean, one came very early on in the game, and then another one we mistake of handling error, which Louis Rezamit pounced on, which that was usually nice. a very, very solid South Africa. So He was still, fast as well, wasn't They're he? not at their best, and they got the win, so watch yeah. out for next week. Yeah, well, next week they might come back with a vengeance, might they, and uh, put some more points on the Welsh. But, man, that was gutsy. I couldn't believe that. That was fantastic. Um, I mean, did you have a turning point in that match for me? Because personally, uh, from what I saw, there was a massive turning point. Um, I don't know, maybe Chess on Colby's try. Um, that was pretty important in the scheme of things. What did you have? Yeah, I just had Vili Rue coming on in general. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, he was I just, good. He just adds a bit of something. Like, he doesn't do he heaps good. himself, but he just makes the attack run a bit smoother. Tell you what, he needed to be because the last few games last year, he wasn't too flash for the Springboks, old Villarreal LaRue. Yeah, no, he's been copping a lot of flack from the media. But he was good. Um, a lot of experience on him, so you'd expect that, I guess. But no, that's actually a good point. I forgot about him coming on. I mean, he didn't tear it up himself, but like he just looked a lot more comfortable with him there. As more secure to the at the back, yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, was, he was looking good. Um, but yeah, I think it was a pretty close game for the most part. I couldn't really highlight a turning point, really, because it was twenty nine all. Let's be honest. Yeah. At the end of the game, I mean, the until clutch penalty from Bill wasn't a bad nudge either, because it was not a gimme. So was is he like a distance kicker? Is he? I didn't really realize nah, he was. No, he's just more of a kicker if he has to kick. Yeah, right. So there, who was there? But he wasn't doing the kicking the whole night, was he? Uh, I'd imagine it would have been. Was the Anchi starting? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, he yep. would have been first choice kicker, I'd imagine. Oh, uh, yeah. But there's probably not much between them. They both kind of do a job, kickers. I thought it was a bloody good kick and he did well. I mean, Loftus Versfield, let's be honest, you can kick a ball from 60 metres out there probably. It's oh, yeah. attitude as well. So, um, yeah, that was a, a pretty, well, comfortably within his range, but a great strike and they won the game, but not how I thought they would win the game, let's be honest. Oh, no, I thought it'd be sewn up a bit before then, but... I mean, like so, you can't beat a tight game. No, you can't. Did you have any, anything else to add on that on that game? No, that's that's about it for me on that one, really. Yeah, it was a goodie. Two more to come from them, so that'd be I'm looking forward to them. Let's talk about the uh, the main event, shall we speak? Uh, on the New Zealand versus Ireland game yeah, in Auckland Eden go Park. Into it, I'm keen to know. Honest, since we didn't chat about predictions beforehand, what did you think the score line would be in this one? Um, I. Yeah, I see. I had New Zealand thirteen plus, so like, I guess, yeah, not probably not this high of a scoreline, but I would have said like thirty four to fourteen or something. Maybe oh, relatively similar boat to me. Then yeah, I thought there wouldn't be this many tries, but I had them by seventeen down as my prediction. Yeah, okay. and I didn't think they'd go past that, and they, you know, don't imagine many I mean, people predicted this sort of scoreline. If we look at the game, there was a number of un- or disallowed tries, held up tries, um, fantastic defence from New Zealand. It, was, it really was fantastic defence oh, from New Zealand. Yeah, they must have held up about five or six tries. and I mean, um, Wadi himself kind of oh, stopped God. two. Savia as well. Um, just... he's, he was class. Uh, but also, New Zealand scored a couple of mis- like tries off mistakes, you know, off the Irish mistakes. Yeah. Obviously, Sevi Reese being one of the main ones. But um, if you take all that away and those tries that were held up were allowed, you know, it would have been a lot different. Oh, 100%. Different. You, you allow even even the Carberry one, which I personally think was a try. Like, yes, you didn't well, have full they've control, awarded, but you've seen that, that. They've literally awarded that in other games, that exact yeah. scenario. Down, yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, downward pressure on the ball with your hand on top of it. It doesn't matter how long the pressure is there for. It's a try. And actually, the ball didn't separate from his hand. Yeah, the ball was on the ground and his hand was touching. You can understand the ball. if the, if like, the hand yeah, was. Yeah, he may not have had control, but he was touching the ball as the ball hit the ground. So That was a really questionable one, I thought. But um, yeah. I mean, at least they didn't call the high tackle. I'm glad they didn't call that because I yeah, that was think ridiculous. it was a perfectly they, good tackle. They looked at it for ages. It wasn't even hot. Like, yes, his arm was sort of around his shoulder area, but it wasn't a dangerous tackle and it certainly wasn't head high. So, I mean. 
I don't know why they were looking at it for so long. I guess because it, it obviously prevented the try. So, um, but yeah, big scoreline. Um, Eden Park was going to be a tough test for any team. Always is, uh, but the record stayed intact for now. Forty-two points to nineteen. Um, did you yes. truly believe that Ireland could do it? Take the Eden Park record. Hmm, I think they possibly could, but I didn't think they were going to do it in this game. I think that's but, I mean, one of the strongest. When they came out, like that first 20 minutes was making me question it a bit, thinking maybe, yeah. just maybe they got it because they were so, so much better. Yeah, the opening stretch, yeah, they were it great. Was like, it was almost shades of the World Cup semi-final, just how dominant the other team was. Yeah, and I think... Um, they, it's probably one of the best Irish lineups I've seen for a long time. What do you reckon? I, I mean, thought it was yeah. great. They, they got a good lot of players in there, and some of their older players stood up, like Peter Omahani had one of his better games in some time. Keith Earls is still going strong at about 100 years of age. <laughs> yeah. But um, how good was, uh, I mean, the, the Kiwi, well, I shouldn't say Kiwi players, they're Irish now, but Kiwi originally, the Lowe's, the Arkeys, oh, yeah. Gibson good. Parks. Yeah, he's an interesting one. Like I thought he was weirdly good, but not good at the same time. Yeah. I think he was good, but he had a few kind of little brain farts in there, like trying to pick and go from his own five-meter line was a bit silly. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I think so. But it was, uh, yeah, th- th- those guys really shined last night, I thought. And um, there were some serious standouts in the Irish side. It was a lot of heart, but... The All Blacks really just played really, really quite well, um, I mean, to be honest with you. Yeah, before we go too into the All Blacks, the other Irish one I was going to get your thoughts on was just how much different they look without Johnny Sexton being in the oh, team jersey. Yeah. 100%. This is what I like. Everyone always says that, like, Ireland is nothing without Johnny Sexton. Well, they're not nothing, but they're a lot, a lot less capable without Johnny Sexton. I mean, he's um, been their man for over 10 years now. That's the problem, now, that's the problem so though. Like, he they haven't really tried many others. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the biggest weaknesses in Irish rugby is Johnny Sexton's just been the go-to man every single time. And he's not going to be for much longer. The next World Cup will be his last, probably one of his last international tournaments, perhaps. He's getting on in age. It's a bit of a silver fox it's nowadays. Like 36, old 36, I think he is now. 36, yeah. He's looking a bit like um, Richard Kahui with the silver fox. But um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's getting on, and I think... You know they they need to work out what they're going to do. Who's going to be their next, the next number ten? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Carberry's not a bad player by any stretch, but like, no, he just doesn't have that sort of composure that Sexton does, does he? No, I don't think so. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sexton's never going to break a game open. He never really has that had that ability, but he controls the ship as well as pretty much anyone. Yeah, no, I agree. So it was a massive blow when he um, was off injured. Was it concussion, I think? Yeah, concussion. So, yeah. Probably yeah. end up having to miss next week as well, no doubt. Yeah, I was going to say, he might have to miss next week, which will be a massive blow. Along are you going like to half that... their front rowers? Are you going to the game? Uh, no, I'm not. A couple um, of my family are. I think Jesse said he's going to do it as well, so we'll get his thoughts on it. Yeah, we will have to get his thoughts. be a good game. There hasn't been a game in Forsyth, All Blacks game for a wee while. So... Oh, yeah. I mean, it won't be as slippery as it was last night because... By God, there were some people falling over. Really? Oh, I did. Literally, did I? Oh, yeah, didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, it's just, just every other minute there was someone slipping. I was like, far out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how good was it seeing a full Eden Park, though, for uh, for an All Blacks game? Oh, it yeah. really is a nice sight. Yeah, the atmosphere was buzzing beforehand. Uh, so, what Richie McCall was there? Great, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, old Richie McCall was there, I saw, watching yeah. the game. Probably the biggest but, cheer of the night when he came on screen. Yeah, I reckon you might have been, eh? So, yeah, that was the game. Well, let's go into the talking points of the game. Um, start of the game, like you said, Irish started very, very strong. Um, actually, yeah, like you said, it gave me a bit of second thoughts as to whether my scoreline prediction was going to be accurate or not. Um, but, yeah, it was a strong start. They, Had they converted that pressure into more than one try, even just if they kicked a couple of penalty yep. goals or something, that could have been a different story. Yeah, they weren't really going for penalty goals, were they? Which is, I mean... There wasn't a penalty attempt in the game, I don't think. Yeah, right. Jeez, okay. Which is 
First time is, in a while. That is the first time in a while, especially for an Irish game. Well, not that they cook that many penalties versus the English, for example, but they still do. And yeah, that is very surprising, actually. But it was that's, that made it entertaining, didn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, what was it? I mean, after that sort of early try, that sort of, like you said, the pressure sort of died down. The All Blacks managed to capitalize on some mistakes and. I mean, it was really more. once they sent old Lester down the left wing and actually in a bit of space. At the, yeah. That was really the how, changer. How good was uh, how good was he? Did you rate he, uh, his debut? I thought he did pretty well. He definitely looks at home at test level. He didn't get heaps of chances with ball in hand, but no. he did not look out of place whatsoever. No, 100%. And I think the argument on Seve Reese as well. Um, oh, Seve Reese well looked good, yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's, I mean, there's always that argument Well. Because there is a few class wingers in New Zealand, let's be honest. So the argument was there as to whether if Will Jordan was fit, would it, would it, would it be you know, Jordan Whanganuku or would it be Jordan and Sevi Reese? Um, but I think he's well and truly established his spot, Sevi Reese. So yeah, I didn't, yeah. I mean, every time he gets in there, he performs, doesn't he? Yeah, I still he feel was like he'll be the one to miss out when Jordan's back. So I feel like they would want a power winger still, but. Yeah, that's what he I was needs thinking. to be in the match day side somewhere, really, doesn't he? Yeah, reserve. I reckon. Even Chuck him as a reserve half there. He's got the mouth for it, so <laughs> and the size. Um, yeah, I hundred percent. He does have the mouth for it. He just loves to take the piss, essentially, um, and just you know, really rile up the, the opposite team, which is great. Um, yeah, I rated him. He was great. Um, fullback Geordie Barrett. Thoughts? I mean, yeah, he, he was pretty good there, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. Pretty he solid. He's not the Will Jordan player that's going to go bursting no. through with pace and lines and break the game open, but he is solid as they come. And he's using his size a lot more now, too, which I'll show for his try. So. Rico Ioani and Quintu Paya, I thought, were very solid. Oh, um, yeah. Tapaya looks comfortable, <laughs> very comfortable. Yeah. That's really going to be our, that, that's probably going to be our starting combination. Harvey obviously has got COVID at the moment. Uh, but I don't know. I think Harvey and Quinto is a good battle for that jersey, isn't it? No, absolutely. And they're kind of different operators too. Havili's got a bit more of a passing game to yep. him and Tobias one of the best ball runners of the country. But he showed he's got a passing game to him as well. Like he set up a few nice pills out wide. Yeah, 100%. And Rico Ioani always follows up as, as, as he always does. Great form. And um, I thought he was... Also incredibly good. I mean, what impressed me about him was like he we're used to him being an attacking threat. He was not an attacking threat at all, but defensively, he was yeah, a defensively, rock, he which was, is where he he's been great. questioned. So, oh, he's really worked on that, hasn't he? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Bowden Barrett, I thought was was good. Yeah, good. no, good without being spectacular. Yep, great nudge to set up to Pies driver. Yes, that was nice. That was a lovely wee kick through, wasn't it? Oh, and the um, intercept as well, actually, early on. That was clutch. Yes. Yep. But, yeah. And, of course, uh, Aaron Smith, the veteran, starting again. I thought he was good. I thought, I thought he, was, he good. was the best game he's had all year, definitely. Didn't really yeah. turn it on for the Highlanders, but he played no. really well. The experience shone through last night with Aaron Smith. He was back to his best, I reckon. Um, Unlucky not to score that chip and chase. <laughs> Oh, that would have been so nice, yeah. That would have been so nice. That was a classic, wasn't it? Uh, only him could just complain to the ref and then be off like literally half a second later. <laughs> Not many others. Yeah. Oh, that was so good, yeah. Um, I think we can sort of say maybe a bit of an apology to Fozzie about his decision to put Scott Barrett in the sixth jersey. Um, I think he sort of proved some haters uh, wrong with that decision. He played quite well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he wasn't amazing, but he was not bad by any stretch. I think, like, yeah, he yeah. probably deserved a spot there by how he played. Although, it's just weird uh, that they put him there because they had other options, didn't they? Yeah, more, tra- more traditional options at number six. Yeah, he um, definitely does a job there, but yeah, I, I but still he, don't think he's a long-term option there. But, but on a side note, how good is it to see three Barrett brothers line up for an All Blacks game? Oh, it really, yeah, is. No, it's a good sign. That's the thing that makes me love seeing him uh, run out and starting line up, get all three out yeah. there. Although, I'm not sure if you saw the, uh, he had a wee incident where he shouldered someone. Was not caught by the ref. But that's been going around that. social media. So. Yeah, I saw that this morning on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. just to see what happens with that. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, kept under the radar, shall we say. Yeah, might not be um, there next week. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I don't know. Adi Severe, man, he was good. Probably man of the match for me. Man, he was good. Two tries. One of them was an absolute parallel. I guess one of the biggest key points, I reckon, in my opinion, was Sam Kane because, yeah, named as the captain, didn't last as long as I thought he would. What, what did he, did he get injured? No, no, he just got subbed for... Yeah, uh, subbed. Who? Dalton? I, I think, yeah, would have been Dalton. But Peter Gus came on first and then Dalton later. I can't remember oh, the way yeah, around that right. worked, though. But Do you think they're going to drop Sam Kane next game? Nah, they'll keep, it, they'll keep him. Yeah. I thought he was all right. I thought he was all right. He definitely but... did not like silence the critics. No. Especially because he's going to have to do something special to silence the critics. And... But also because Artie Sevilla had took over the captaincy in the end and... Yeah, he did it. did it right. Did it right. Well, yeah. with the captaincy, I mean, they were overall. up by enough for him to not have to make yeah. any too clutch yeah, decisions at that key point. Decisions. Yeah. <laughs> no, I True. think defensively, Sam Kane was a rock, and he's always going to be a rock defensively. Yeah, but he just on offense, he didn't quite look up to the pace of the game. No, no. Um, number yeah. So I think yeah, Adi Sevilla was probably my man of the match as well. I I would say. Um. The locking partnership was pretty solid, I guess. Yeah, as um, good as ever. White lock is just getting better with age. Yeah. And Retellic, yeah, he, he no, didn't look out of place at all. He still deserves his spot there. I think uh, Cody Taylor might be feeling a bit of pressure from his uh, counterpart to retain <laughs> his spot at number two. He's not been as good as he usually has been lately. He's still been solid. But, mm. yeah, no, he's usually – we're used to seeing – I mean, Dane Cole's like runs from him, but it hasn't Colesy. been a few weeks since he's done that. Yeah, just quietly. Um, Braden Enel, how did he? How did, oh, did yeah. he man, how did he sneak into the game? I mean, yep. <laughs> Obviously, Caleb Clark still got a twang. Um, yeah, Harvey's out. Who else is out? Will Jordan's out? Obviously, so that left RTS or Enel as the reserve yeah. options, and clearly they don't. Think RTS is quite ready, or probably more likely in all covers, warring and centers. So they probably kept him there. He was a bit, uh, he looked a bit shaky when he came on, though, didn't he? He wasn't mm, looking too flash. Yeah, didn't get any chances for ball in hand, and the only significant times I saw him was him getting fended off, and then him <laughs> he got not stopping absolutely. someone on the goal line. So yeah, he got he got swiped, didn't he? Yeah, so I don't know how he snuck in there, but I guess that makes sense with the, with the sickness and inju- injuries, but also. Yeah, what they have available. I mean, some of their yeah. choices are probably already tied up with the Murray All Blacks. So. Yeah, fair. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't think Enel's an international player. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. Don't uh, think he definitely so. does a job at Super Rugby level and good enough. He's had a few that, caps now, though. He's not a one-cap one wonder. He's yeah, not no. a one-cap wonder. You can't so argue if, he deserves a cap or two, but I don't think yeah, he's yeah. going to get too much yeah. more than what he's got already. I see they've brought Mark Talaya into the squad as well. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he gets a run. I thought he was pretty class for Super Rugby. There um, have to be a few injuries for him to get a shot, but if he does, yeah. you can't say he doesn't deserve it because he's been good for a couple of years. 100%, 100%. Yeah, so... He's going to touch on the props of... as well. Since, uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I yeah. quietly think uh, they played very well, especially George Bauer. I think it's probably one of his better games. He was great. He was great. Yeah, yeah I was not sold on him fully being in the starting jersey, but no, he silenced me. He was very good. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, Offer, pretty, well. pretty solid as well. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Um, yeah, no complaints from me. Obviously, we talked about Ethan Degree not being part of the side, and that was pretty upsetting. But uh, I think the other guys have sort of justified their, their decisions, definitely. It was a, a solid outing from them. And the scrum looked pretty – well, it was pretty pretty strong, wasn't it? Over yeah, the no, it was Irish scrum. dominant yeah. big time, yeah. which I didn't really expect. Then again, Ireland have had a lot of injuries in that front row, so yep. probably doesn't help them. No. How good no. was old Sheehan for Ireland, though, the hooker? Oh, yeah, he was good. Oh, he yeah. was unreal. A couple of the other bench options, I suppose, we should uh, touch on. The debutante, Peter Gus. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, what a try. Great we pick up and just... Dots it down. Great they to talk see about a shaky starts of the inhaul, though. Peter Gus oh, yeah, drops the pill. The first drops one. the pill. 
Yeah, not good, but he made up for it, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Line out, steal, try. No, oh, it was just great to see everyone celebrating with him when he got that try. Like, yeah, they they were loving, loving it. And that's fair enough because, you know, he's worked so hard to get to this point. Imagine the and scenes back in Fiji. If you told him a year ago he'd be part of the All Blacks this year, I don't, I don't think he would have believed it. So that's, yeah, it's very impressive. And I was pretty stoked to see him go on the board, especially yeah, to see the Fijians. Like you said, they'll be happy. They've got their boy Sevi Reese is dotted down and also Petty Gus as well. So Yeah, I think he's done enough to hang around the match day side for the next week. I reckon he has. I reckon he has. Yeah, I think he but probably has, but it depends. Who have we got Barrett's. coming back? Yeah. Who because, have we got coming yeah. back from injury and sickness? Is anyone coming back? Not too many in the Lucy's. No. Nah, it's only nah, really actually. Hoskins that is the That's other right. option. Yeah. Are you going to start Dalton at all? Or? I think they're a test. Yeah. Uh, I think the Kane's too, on the board, too strong. Yeah. Yeah. Kane's too strong at the moment. Yeah, I think Petty Gus will stay on the on the pine next week, I reckon. Yeah, I don't know. Dalton definitely needs to be on the pine. And Peter Gus, yeah, he played well enough to stay on the pine. Just they're gonna need a reserve lock in there somewhere, so Yeah, true. Depends if they name Barrett or I suppose to Vati at six. Oh, I'd like to see Vati get a chance, yeah. That'd be good. I mean Finley Christie I thought was pretty decent as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, he looked sharp. But yeah. a spark off the bench. I think we actually pegged him to start the game, didn't we? But um, Yeah, Smith just was, depended Smith was yeah. around. But yep. Yeah. So that was good. I think he was yeah, he's it's good to see him coming through as our one of our options at halfback, yeah. even though mm. we've you know, got Breber and uh Brad Weber. Breber. Lovely out of Breber. It's a good name. Um, it's good so, to have five half backs that could Probably yeah. play it out in a national game at a pretty high level. I'd like to see if I could target get a chance. Um, that'd be nice. Oh, imagine getting him a chance next week under the yeah. under the roof and foresight. That'd be good. Um, Moanga, he came on for a wee bit. Yeah, that's about all we can all you can say. He came on yeah, for a wee bit. Just came on. <laughs> he, he looked solid. He didn't. There was typical Moanga. Breakthroughs, but he didn't need to really, did he? No, no, just no. had to control it. Calmed Interesting that he and... came on for uh, Tapia, though. Yeah, so what did he slot into? Did he go? Yeah, so he went to 10, Bodie went to fullback, Geordie went to oh, 12. Right. Yep. So Geordie did get minutes at 12, like we were predicting. There we go. <laughs> he can do the job, you know. I mean, um, he could start there. I think he has. Uh, has he started the Norbergs tester? I think he might have. Oh, he started think he at has. fullback, started on the wing, started at 10. I think he has started one test. I could be wrong. I wouldn't I be was surprised if he started at 12. Yeah. I'll find out. A true <laughs> utility, mate. True utility. I'm pretty sure it was like maybe against a Minnow Nation. I remember there being a bit of media speculation over it. Yeah, I know he started at be... 10 against Namibia in the World Cup because TJ was the reserve team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely played a bit of 12. I know that. Yeah, especially for the Canes, right? Yeah, no, he played a lot of the season there for the Canes. What are we seeing? It's played a, apparently he hasn't started at 12 for the ABs. But oh, okay. Yeah, started a fair bit on the wing. One at first five. A lot at fullback. Yeah, he used to be quite good on the wing. Eh? He just, I think he started a lot of his career on the wing, didn't he? I mean, he was a 12 when he first came through and then... I mean, like a lot of he's just, kind of... Yeah, he's just, he's just a utility, isn't he? Yeah, he's and then good, went to fullback and then like a lot of youngsters, you chuck them out on the wing to start with just to see how they go. Yeah. Um, key points in this game, like what, what do you reckon was the was the big moment? I mean, obviously the scoreline was pretty dominant for the All Blacks. <laughs> well, I think what I mean, it's it literally just that 20 minutes, kind of 20 minutes to half time that was... The deciding factor. What yep. did the All Blacks score? Like four tries in that time, or something? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And even just the fact Ireland didn't get more to show for their dominance in the first twenty. Yeah, and it got away from them. As soon as it got away from them, it was just yeah, a yeah. lot of the steam was taken out of their side. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, Sever Reese picking up that interception. Yeah, was that could be one of the big turning points. I think a cruel blow, in my opinion. I mean, it was interesting because the ref was playing advantage earlier on. And like the advantage law is getting some serious heat at the moment in rugby because it's so subjective as to what counts as a fucking advantage and what doesn't. But like the reality is, uh, if the ball, well, like, you know, 
Well, what, is there a defined time limit for advantages? That's no, the thing. there isn't, which is strange. Like, there should be. But, I, yeah. Because I feel like some refs would have come back for that. But oh, yeah, didn't. a lot of refs leave it going for ages. Yeah. But in this case, the advantage was over. Sever Reese picks up the intercept, scores a try. Um, so, yeah, another, another somewhat controversial moment, mm. I guess. I even think Carberry's, like, disallowed try that was probably a try. Like, I think had that been allowed, I don't know what the score would have been at that stage, but Ireland could have got some momentum back their way. That's what I'm saying. I think next week's game is going to be really, really enjoyable. Dunedin, under the roof, um, no conditions to contend with. Um, there'll be plenty of Irish fans there, I suspect. And let's see if some of the decisions didn't go against, but didn't go for Ireland. Will will turn in their favour, and yeah. uh, we may see a much closer result. Mm, I mean, could do the All Blacks. Yeah, I mean, they could turn it up another year as well, knowing yeah, how they go. Yeah, but it's, yeah, exactly. it's it's impossible to predict with them. But yeah, it really. I is. mean, I'm expecting a tight one, to be honest with you. How good was Fozzie up in the in the coach's box with the mask on, yeah, having the, the masked up trio? <laughs> I don't reckon he's done a seven days. I reckon that was like six days. Yeah, not a chance it's been seven days. <laughs> yeah, because it was like in the media that he tested over the weekend. And it, like, there's no way. Well, unless it was Saturday, I guess. But I don't know. I reckon yeah, it's who dodgy. knows? Who cares? I, mean, they got the I job saw done. a great tweet about it. I think it was a tweet or comment or somewhere. Something about Will Jordan. They're saying, I'll just put him out there anyway. He's so good. He'll be untouched yeah. and won't spread COVID. Chuck a mask on him. Oh, he doesn't even need it. He just no one will get near him anyway. Yeah, he's just he's, he's just away from everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I think Will final... Jordan will Will Jordan will be a massive boost next week. Massive boost. That'd be oh, fit. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, will they chuck him straight in after COVID? That'd be a big ask. They like, might not, because eh, it's maybe chuck him on the bench. Yeah. yeah, they might not. I mean, COVID really mucks up your lungs and breathing. So chuck him on maybe the bench, not. give him some minutes at fullback. Yeah, I reckon they might do that. And then shift Geordie into the midfield again. <laughs> that could be an option. What about old Carl's yellow card? What do you think about that? Personally, I think that's probably the worst one of the weekend. I think it is. It's the worst oh. one. I mean, Connor yep. Murray, fair play. He knows how to milk a penalty. And probably was a penalty, <laughs> arguably. But he was about two metres away from the ruck rolling away. Like, how's that? yellow card that's ridiculous yeah. fair enough if it was back-to-back penalties in the red zone but it's about 70 meters out yeah i didn't really agree with that at all but oh well, i didn't really affect them much did it but I <laughs> no, thought, no, not at all i think he was pretty uh yeah pretty confused by it all so was everyone to be fair like that was i was not expecting that at all but no, i must say just i mean i had my i needed island to score one more try at the end to get my like Prediction on Super Brew into the oh, yeah. five point margin. And that would have put me right up there in the league I've joined, but unfortunately, I just couldn't cross. Bugger. Well, it was <laughs> just a real dagger. I thought Bundy Ake looked pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. He, was named, he wasn't even named initially, was he? I think he came in late. He was named, but yeah. We no, only played on Wednesday. another try. Yeah, yep. I thought Lowe was pretty class. Um, yeah, he had some good touches. Yeah. Looked fired up for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot of their team didn't look bad by any stretch. Like, I don't no. know, their locks weren't as flash as they have been in the past. Maybe Hugo Keaton didn't get himself into the game as much as he could have, but the rest of their team were pretty good. Yeah, definitely. No, it was a very enjoyable game. I thought it was a great game of rugby, very exciting. Um, definitely between this and the South African Wales game for the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, it was just I'd a fantastic weekend of rugby um, overall. So yeah, I love it. Eh? I love the series, the European series. When people can, when the teams come over and play over here, it's just you can't beat that. It's great. Love to see it. Are they playing any more games against the like provincial teams or anything? Or uh, no, just the two against the Maori. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. which even what that's cool to see them actually organise those. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That's great. You see they named um, an All Blacks 15 to play some games in December, November as well? Yes. It's just yep. basically the junior All Blacks rebranded. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. nice. Yeah. They must be taking a lot of players over to Europe for that end-of-year tour. They always tend to take oh, yeah. a lot of people over there. Um, team of like, I don't know how many they exactly take, but they take a lot. Um I mean, well, I'd love be... to know the sort of kind of insights from one of the players who goes on 
especially like last year's tour, that was months. So imagine the uh, must be the tough. Banter. The banter between the boys on those tournaments. Oh, jeez, yeah. Some of the, especially some of the wider squad members, some of the nights out must be interesting. <laughs> I, I reckon you should think of the banter of Australia A right now over in Fiji, just limited up. Oh. I saw, I saw Reese Hodges' Instagram post, and he was just at the pool with a cocktail or something like. Oh, he'll be <laughs> loving life, eh? It's a paid holiday. <laughs> I mean, they don't care. <laughs> they just don't care, eh? Fair play to them, though. Beautiful place to be, and oh, uh, yeah. great weather. It's yeah, been cold here. Feet like. up, fair play. Yeah, it's been shit here. Eh? The rain, it's been so cold. Um, oh, see, I struggle to picture that with Aussie. Eh? I always just picture it as sunny, but... It's not. Like, South- Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide, it's freezing. It's actually cold. Um, and even up here, like near Brisbane, I'm on the Sunshine Coast, it was only like 15 degrees today. It's not that warm. Only 15, to be fair. That's, <laughs> that's your high in the need, if oh, that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, that's still not the, yeah, particularly warm for Australia. So, yeah, the Aussie boys will be loving it over there. Well, that pretty much wraps up our review, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most of the games, not much point touching on next week's ones because they're exactly the same, really. Yeah, they all are the different teams venues, are, but, you know. Yeah, it's still the same country, but different venues. Um, oh, yeah, the Pacific Nations, Samoa Tonga, and then Fiji, Australia, A. Eh? That'll be a cracking match. Oh, that's going to be a good one, that one. Although probably my uh, game I'm looking forward to most next weekend is Rugby World Cup qualifiers, Chile, USA. Oh, how good. First league of that over in Chile. Don't know whereabouts they're playing. They're probably the capital, but... Be um, Santiago yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. What do you reckon they're going to get up or... Ooh, I-, I would love to see. I think they're good enough to, from what I've seen. That'll be televised, won't it? Yeah, it should be, surely. Is it, if is not, it so it'll be streamed on YouTube. Is it just a one-off or is it two leagues? Uh, two leagues, Sydney. One Chile, one US. Is it? How does that work? Is it aggregate or something? Uh, yeah, aggregate. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, so Score whatever that goes straight through into Katni Block Group, one of the groups, and loser goes into the Ripper Charge, which Tonga will be involved in, so I can't imagine anyone except Tonga taking that out. Tonga's playing here on the Sunshine Coast. They're going to be playing Hong Kong or something? Oh, something like that. Yeah, the, yeah, it sounds like the sort of team they'd be involved in it. They're about the best yeah, of so the rest what, in Asia. They, what, so they didn't win. They didn't get through Pacific, so they go to the Ripper Judge, and then they... Yeah, yeah so it'll okay. be four teams. It'll be not them, uh, whoever gets runner-up in Africa. So I don't know. Like, Tonga but, could get beaten by... It'll USA. probably be Tonga, Hong Kong, Zimbabwe, and then realistically the Chile probably USA. Chile, you'd think. But I'd love to see yeah. Chile get up over USA. <laughs> well, they might at home. I mean, we have a big – I don't know how much following they have. It'll be, definitely be televised, I suspect. Yeah, I mean, extent. the games against Canada where I watch those, so surely. Yeah. Still That'd a European spot up for grabs too, actually, now that Spain has been geeked out. It's pretty hard to find like the highlights on YouTube sometimes for some of those yeah, games. Yeah, no, like, it is. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, there's another one in um in Europe. What? Who do you reckon? Germany, maybe, or uh, who's well, up Romania there? Romania have qualified because they got pushed up, but then there's still yep. a Reaper Charge spot left, which I think Portugal are in the mix for getting it. I can't remember exactly how it works, but I don't know if, if Tonga plays like they played yesterday. I reckon. One of those teams could run them close. Oh, yeah. Could could we'll be see. an upset on the cards. Maybe not Hong we'll Kong, see. but... Maybe Izzy Falao might not get his homecoming after all. I remember watching <laughs> Germany Samoa in the Reaper Charge. Must have been like the last World Cup or couple World Cup. Oh, yeah? Back. That was an interesting matchup, eh? <laughs> the Germans coming down to Arpia. Bring out Signa, mate. He'll, he'll, no. get, he'll get up for them. Like, you, they, you I remember they had, they had one guy on the flank who was pretty class, actually. I think he scored must have been two tries. Yeah, right. Two tries and about a 70-point defeat. But, you know, you get that. <laughs> now, speaking of big tournaments, Steve, World Cup's coming up. How good is that going to be? I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Be unreal. I mean, Women's World Cup this year as well. Yeah, that's going to be good. It's going to be really good. There's a few games over in your way, isn't there? Yeah, that? yeah, a couple. I mean, I think down this far in the country, but games throughout New Zealand. Yeah. I was in on the uh, I'd have to double check the venues. I think they're in random little places, though, and what kind of up north? None of them in Chicago, none of the deep yeah, south. I'll, I'll have to double check because I would love to go to a game pa- or two. Rugby Park, mate. Surely the Black Friends can come down and play at Rugby Park. 
I'm looking forward to the um, the MPC starting up, eh? Oh, that'll be unreal. Yeah. Some of the best rugby, the old MPC. My favourite. My favourite, yeah. Looking forward to it. The battlers really come out in those games, don't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, you know, we, we love a battle around here. 100%, mate. Well, that pretty much wraps it up, unless you want to bring up anything else. Oh, no, it's, it's about me, really. I mean, squeeze cool. an hour and a bit out of this. So. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eh? How, uh, what, what do we got coming up on the podcast? I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess we could do like a, oh, I really want to do a pre-NPC episode to some extent. I don't know how that looks, but. You have to do some sort of pre-NPC research. Definitely need to do some sort of Battler 15 or Provincial Battler 15 for the NPC coming up. We're due a Battler, aren't we? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Looking back at some of the great Provincial Battlers of all time. So many as well. There's so many. Um, Speaking of which, we have to try to get in touch with a few of them to see if they're keen for episode or two on the board. Don't know who to reach out to yet, but there'll be some people out there that'll be somehow roped into this. Oh, don't doubt you, man. I don't doubt your skills with that. <laughs> I mean, we've managed to rope some randoms in the past. So. Yeah, well, I was looking back at our guests and I figured with every guest we've had on is a number 10. <laughs> so uh, any first yeah, fives true. out there that's keen true. to come on the pod, we'll take you. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, now I think about it. We need, <laughs> we need, to, get some, we need to get some forwards on the podcast. Mate. I mean, I've had a couple that have like, been keen, but we just haven't quite worked out timings and whatnot. But we'll get there. <laughs> We will. We will get there. Sounds good, mate. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll close it off there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, And we will see you in the next episode. Cheers.